Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. Hey, what I'd like for you to do is if you like this show, you like this content, you're inviting your friends and your families, take a minute and hit, go to closingwealthgap.net, hit that follow button. It'll really help us out. If you like this quality content, you can also go to my website, which is tyronefrench.coach. Uh, check out the free platform, information, videos, articles, or just go to coachtyronefrench.com. Uh, either way, you're going to get quality content. And guess what? Doesn't cost you a dime. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Also, just want people to know, just for full disclosure, um, the things that we talk about on this show is just for information and educational purposes only. We are not giving financial advice. With that being said, Mr. Paul Roberts, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I am doing good. And I'll tell you, you may not be giving financial advice, but you're definitely giving, what is it, sartorial dressing? Whatever the fancy word is for dressing right. <laughs> That looks a sharp outfit. I like that navy and navy and navy blue and everything. That's well, I tell you, people ask me about the navy, and they'll, they'll say, you know, thank you for your service and everything. And I got to tell you, hey, you know, it, 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 was, it was my pleasure. It was, it was an absolute treat. I mean, some of the things, some of the memories come back as far as, you know, every time we went on a deployment, somebody didn't come back. Yeah. Uh, it was hard on the families. Uh, we're finding out things how, like a lot of um, on the Marine Corps bases, you know, water's you know being contaminated and miscarriages and things like that. So it was it's like a a, a catch twenty two. But overall, um, being a teenager, I was absolutely happy to serve. And if I had it to do all over again, Paul, I wouldn't hesitate. Well, I love the outfit, love the look, and uh, love to hear what you're going to talk about here today. Well, I tell you what, in the studio today, I have a really good friend of mine. We've been knowing each other. About 15 years. His name is Gary Fitzgerald. I'm just going to bring him in and we're just going to have a conversation. Uh, two friends over uh, a little six ounce bottle of water. I wasn't going to say beers. <laughs> and uh, Gary, I'm just going to bring you on in. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Tyrone. Thanks right. for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I know um, with the, your schedule and everything, we've been trying to do this for a while. All of a sudden, the, the, the stars lined up. I was thinking about you one day, and I just sent you a text message and said, hey, Gary, can I get you on the podcast? And you said, absolutely, and I dropped my phone. <laughs> I know. I was happy to say yes. <laughs> well, it's been a long time coming, and the thing is, um, how we met was um, I did financial planning for a company. I'm not going to bring up the name or anything, but we were doing estate planning. And at the time, you were the maestro. And so when I first got into doing uh, various wills and trusts and things like that and understanding conservatorship and how important um, it was to to bypass probate as far as putting certain vehicles in place and making certain things private, that's how our association came about. And I was so impressed by your knowledge, your professionalism and how you conducted yourself in business. And I told myself, I said, that's how I want to do it. So, given that, 
tell our audience a little bit something about Gary Fitzgerald, how you got started, and my, meaning that what led you to that point to whereas when we first started meeting our association and you were able to mentor me through some certain things, but what drove you to that point? I think I was in the same place as you, Tyrone. Years back, I was uh, insurance, mainly insurance, a little bit of financial advising, not at the level that you do. And, you know, you do it for a while and you see how it impacts people's lives. Yes. And then you see people, uh, they pass on and then the family reaches out to you and they go, what do we do? And then you find out, right? Yes. Nobody's planned anything, right? Right. My wife's best friend from elementary school's husband passed away suddenly. Mm. Two kids in high school, they didn't even know if they had an insurance policy. Right. They didn't have anything. There was it was awful. And the light went off in my head and I said, I've got to learn this uh, and find out what options are available. Yes. And uh, I don't know about yourself, but you know, my parents have passed. I've had a lot of uh, family pass in my lifetime. Yes. And I've seen everything. Yes. Everything. People have been in probate for years. Uh, people yes. avoiding probate. People passing in their estate quickly and easily without any hassles and just every which way. And so through personal experience and through investigation, I found that living trusts uh, were probably the best vehicle for most people. Yes. So I did my due diligence and um, formed the company to help people with that. I'm not an attorney, never offered legal advice, but I found different uh, organizations and businesses that do that. Yes. And so that's how you and I met. Yes. And the thing is, I on the same track, I was, um, matter of fact, I I was working for a company called New York Life Insurance Company. Small company. Not, <laughs> not a whole, not a lot of people have heard, actually heard about this small company. But it was yeah. New York Life Insurance Company went through a three-year training program. And that's what opened up my eyes as far as the haves and the have-nots. Whereas if you were wealthy or uh, ultra-rich or super-rich, uh, the cost of insurance was just the forethought mm-hmm. it's just something that you did it was just based on your your plan but if you were middle class or working class it was a it was a a mindset shift as far as do i do i want to buy insurance can i afford it and so as i began to educate my clients based on this is why you need this based on whether it's income protection uh you're no longer here um you you still have these the family the obligations this money can come in there tax free to help your family but it wasn't enough because I found out, yeah, I could put a life insurance policy in place for them, but then there was no trust. There was no will. I mean, it, just the basic thing as far as having a will saying, how do I want my assets to be distributed? Mm-hmm. And so even though, again, I was able to solve that problem as far as having the money for the funeral expenses and maybe to you know, the, either pay off the mortgage or if they weren't going to pay off the mortgage, at least make the mortgage payment for five, ten years or something like that. But again... I found out, hey, you know, you got to have a will. And, you know, 69% of Americans don't have a will. And so you wonder why families, they fall apart after the matriarch or the patriarch pass away and the siblings start fighting over things that don't even matter. And now they're not talking to each other. So with understanding that they need a will, then that's where the trust came in as far as, wow, you know what, a lot of people, we're here in California. I was a licensed insurance agent in California. I found out a lot of people had real estate. And so, I, I, yeah, I sold mortgage insurance to protect that mortgage. 
but I found out that there was no trust. And so now, you know, especially when you're talking about a lot of people getting divorced, um, you only have one parent, um, they pass away, that property is going to probate because you only have one owner. So again, as I began to see the problem and me wanting to, my business was almost like a ministry. I wanted to solve these problems. I wanted to help people. And lo and behold, I found out about this company that was actually could solve that problem um, on an affordable basis. And that's what brought us together. And we worked together uh, for years, solving a lot of people's problems and helping people with those problems. And to this day, um, you know, you don't find out the job that you did until after they need it. After the death in the family, after they see that all the planning that they put in place is actually working. And that's when you get the smiles and the thank yous. And I started not to do this. And I'm so glad you followed up with me and took we took care of this. And to me, that was the gratification of, of everything. So, again, I applaud you and I thank you for even mentoring me to go down that path to show me that there were certain things I, that I could put in place uh, for my clients Uh to help, not just to help them, but I began to understand generational wealth. Right. You know, and that's part of the reason. I mean, you're you're extraordinary in your care for the people that you work with, Tyrone. I knew that from Thank the start, you know, and I had relationships with thousands of Asians throughout the United States. And there were just some people that were just extraordinary. And you're one of the top ten that I've met. Because well, you. you're you're carrying your professionalism, and so it really stands out, and, and that's why we're here today too. And remind me to write that check after the. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the truth. Broadcast. It's the truth. You know, you deal with a lot of people, but they're doing it as a part-time thing, or they're kind of dabbling in it, or you know, they really don't want to get involved. Right? right? It's not my. I, I made the sale. Right. I'm going to move on. But exactly. you're not that guy, right? And that's why you're doing this. Besides. I've seen a lot of guys make a lot of money in this industry, Mm -hmm. but I've never been that guy, like you said, to just, I made my money on to the next person. Yeah. Because it's almost like when you learn something. Once you learn something, you find out so many other aspects of what you just learned that you don't know. Right. And it's never ending. It's a journey. And when I realized that financial planning and generational wealth, uh, it's not a destination, but it's a journey. Mm Mm-hmm. It just made it a lot easier for me. I just began to understand and see the process. And now I'm not just dealing with a husband and wife. I'm dealing with the kids. And hopefully, just based on longevity, you're dealing with the grandkids. Because the company that I set up is generational. Mm-hmm. Tyrone French, I mean, the, the human being, the person, uh, is going to be dead and gone. But Tyrone French, the organization, the institution, is going to live on and on and on. So we're still going to be servicing clients Hopefully, a hundred, two years, three years, three hundred years from now, with the right. same philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. And you see that, but most people don't. And your clients don't see it most times until you bring it to their attention. Yes. Right. Because everybody's immortal. Yes. <laughs> right. And yes. then something happens. Right. Yes. That's been in my experience. You talk to people, and you know they're not really interested. But then. Who knows? It could be a week. It could be a year. It could be 10 years later. Somebody Something close to them passes yes. away and they see what happens. Yes. And they say, I don't want that to happen to my family. Or the reverse, from my own experience, my father had a living trust. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy. Everything was easy after that, yes. right? Um, and so you learn one way or the other. Right. I want that or I don't want that. Right. 
and then all of a sudden they they want your time right, right? and so you what you're doing for your people is is making them aware of there's yes. two options yes <laughs> which which option do you want to follow which exactly. path what legacy you want to leave you know a saying that I think is very powerful is your last impression is a lasting impression. Yes, I agree. And that goes a long way. You know, we all want to leave the world, I think, better than we came into. Yes. The people that we care for and that we love, we don't want to leave them holding the bag or trying to figure it out. Right. Or pulling their hair out. Uh, there was a woman in California that I worked with years ago. Her mother passed away. And her property went to probate. She didn't have anything in place. So this is before this woman became a financial aid. She wasn't aware of any of this stuff. Okay. But she learned the hard way. And unfortunately, the time that, that her mother's property was in probate, the market took a big dive. Yes. They lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. It wasn't just time. It was money. Yes. And that set her on fire. She's never going to allow anybody to go through that. Yes. You know, I tell people, you could have been the best husband the best wife, the best father, the best mother, the best brother, sister, uncle, whatever. When you pass away, the last thing people remember is the position you left them in. Mm -hmm. So all that other stuff that you did is out the window. They're looking at, wow, nothing was in place. We got to take time off from work. Um, we, ha we barely have money to even take care of our own responsibilities. And now we have to deal with this. Right, and it's not intentional, right? These people are not, hey, I'm going to make this terrible for my family. <laughs> they just <laughs> no one says don't that. know, right? right. And a, a word that I like is congruency, Yes. right? So, it, you know, you had the best dad, right? He's always there. He's consistent. He's the rock. Yes. And then at the end, everything falls apart. It's like, right. well, that's not like my dad, but the way my dad left is my dad, right? Right. right. It's like the stamp. Exactly. <laughs> That's who I am, period. You know, speaking of dads, uh, my dad was old school from Alabama. He, um, We ended up moving from Alabama to California. I was about about five years old. Uh, he ended up working for Wonder Bread. As a matter of fact, he retired from Wonder Bread. He worked at Wonder Bread for over 45 years. Wow. But he didn't like, he didn't believe in insurance and definitely not a will or a trust. Yeah. And so... As the years went by, eventually, well, I had a brother that was killed, a 19-year-old brother was killed in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got into the business, and this is early uh, 1990, uh, I just started planting seeds, planting seeds about insurance and, you know, taking care of certain things. And so eventually he started buying these smaller uh, final expense policies. Mm -hmm. He never bought a large estate, you know, policy for the estate, but small final expense policies and things like that. Then all of a sudden, uh, again, my 19-year-old brother was killed in a car accident. Uh, this was back in uh, 2001, mm -hmm. and he also had double indemnity on the policy. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem was the brother that was driving the car at the time, uh, he got arrested. And so my mother and my father had to bury one child, and then they had to defend the other one. Oh, wow. At the same time. And again, you know, we, weren't, we didn't come from money. Right. So it was the life insurance, the income tax-free life insurance that he didn't want to, have, he didn't want to deal with. Right. Uh, it's actually what swooped in and saved the day. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting a very good attorney. And the prosecutor was begging our attorney, saying, hey, I mean, he did such a phenomenal job. My brother was just, he was going to walk away. 
scot-free. And mm-hmm. so the, the prosecutor was like, wow, three people died in this accident. You know, there's got to be some type of culpability or responsibility. Right. My brother ended up um, going to jail. I think he spent about 18 months in jail. Wow. But prior to him going into jail, he was he was a loose cannon. He was a ship without a rudder. Uh, he, while he was incarcerated, he, his total perspective changed. He got his GED. He got out, became an electrician journeyman. Um, and it, night and day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a family now. He supports his family. And he's just, uh, I'm proud to say he's a grown man. Yeah. Um, but had we not had the life insurance, the money to take care of that situation, he probably would have had a public defender. He'd probably still be in jail and he'd probably be bitter about it. So, again, who knows? But I'm just saying the importance. You never know the importance of life insurance until you find yourself in certain scenarios where, again, that income tax free money, it helps. And I'll tell you another story. Um, my dad, uh, when I first started, got into the insurance business. He, he didn't think I had a quote unquote, you know, real job. Right. You know, because I work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, a, you know, other brothers that were working and stuff. And, you know, I'm making more money than them. But I didn't have a quote unquote real job. Right. And it wasn't until uh, my dad passed away uh, back in 2019. And um, they were going through his wallet. You know, my mother was going through his belongings and stuff. And lo and behold, she pulled out a business card. It was worn toward frayed, mm-hmm. frayed and everything, mm-hmm. but it had Tyrone French and Associates. And like I said, he was old school. He wasn't going to tell me how he, you know, he was proud of me and everything. But when my mother gave me that business card mm-hmm. and I saw that he kept it in his wallet, I knew. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what we live for, right? It's yeah. family. I mean, for me, my dad always told us from a young age, you know, family comes first. You know, it's always yes. family, family. Yes. And, you know, you you don't really pay attention to it so much as a kid, but I mean, you're around your family a lot, of course. Yes. But as you get older, you yes. know, and, and uh, we're blessed, we have four grandkids, you know, and mm. we've got a wonderful life and we we know it. Um, and we, that's our most important thing in our life. And that's what we focus on. Yes. And uh, you can't take things for granted, you know, because as we get older, right, uh, I'm turning 64 in a couple of months. Uh, you see a lot. Yes. Oh, my gosh, you know. 64, man, you don't look 64. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Either you do. Look You're in good younger. shape. Yes. Uh, but you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, man. You've heard us a thousand times. These cliches yes. are around because they, they're true. Yes. Right? And uh, you've got to plan for the worst. You really do, in my feelings, mm-hmm. right? You've got to plan for every contingency and hope for the best, right? right? Put that money out and hope you don't, you know, as I was younger, I had term insurance right now. I have permanent insurance, right? Because you have to understand right. that because your term policy is going to run out for those of you out there. And a term policy yes. comes the day it's going to end and your premium is going to go sky high. So right. anyway, uh, I heard a certain age. I said, well, I need to get a permanent policy. And so I'm protecting my wife. Uh, it's just money that she probably won't even need, but it's there. And yes. I feel good about it. And it can go to our grandkids or our kids or whatever, right? Right. Um, but you know, my mom died on my 30th birthday out of the blue, Hmm. had a massive heart attack Wow! and you just don't know. I mean, everybody's got a story. Yes. Everybody does. That's why they call it history. Period. Right. (laughs) And so, uh, either you learn through your own experience or like somebody like you, you listen to Tyrone who's heard a lot of experiences besides his own and has 
experience in helping people achieve that. That's what the value is, okay? Yes. Because you're you're going through your life, you're so busy, right? You're hustling, you got your family, you got the sport games, you got the concerts, you got to work in, right? Yeah. Right? All that stuff. <laughs> and then something happens and yeah. you haven't had the time to think about it. And that's why the value of somebody like you in their life goes a long way. Well, I, I thank you for, I mean, for sharing that and for, I appreciate your, your kind words. But it's like I was saying, it's when, I, when, I, when I realized that my dad was proud of what I did, yeah. it just, it was like a shot in the arm, man, of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And so my mother understood the process of planning. And so when my dad passed away, the first thing that we did was she wanted to trust. Mm. I, you know, I was trying to figure out, well, when's, when's the right time to break this to her and exp- talk to her about it? And she approached me, hey, you know what, that trust thing that you talked about, um, you know, I want to go ahead and put that in place. And, mm-hmm. you know, caveat, um, my mother, she loves her kids, but she adores her grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so she was not really doing that for the kids, but for her, her grandkids. Right. And for me, it really, uh, I just, I was just glad that she decided to get it done yeah and we're going through the process and making sure the witnesses were there and and matter of fact she turned it into a little like um tea and cupcake type thing you know with the witnesses and had a you know family come over and the notary came by and they did all the documentation and stuff and she felt so good about it and here's the thing when i'm when i'm meeting with a client i kind of just sit back and wait to hear it but it's almost like a sigh of relief where they say oh i'm so glad we got this done. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. You know, and that made me think of this too, Tyrone. You know, people get trust anywhere from their 20s up to their 90s. Uh, and if you're fortunate enough to have living parents, this is a conversation you need to have with them. Exactly. All right? It's, I agree 100%. It's, unco- it's uncomfortable. It's like what you, people are so yeah. weird about death. We're all going <laughs> to die, but nobody wants to admit it, right? Yes. It's like, what do you, you want me to die? You want my money? No. I want to make sure, because I know you, you you want everything to go to who you want to go to. Yes. I'm not asking who you want to go to, but do you want to go give it to an attorney or to the court or to the government, or you want to give it to the people you love? Yes. That's the choice. Yes. Right? And that's the, that's the end result. But yes. then there's that painful portion in between where you're going through the, the, the ringer with whatever could happen because you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. right? I, I'm glad you brought that up because you don't know what you don't know. You don't. And so when you find out how bad it could really get, um, that will alleviate a lot of the, the missteps or the misconceptions. Uh, matter of fact, another thing that happens is people come up to me after they've seen somebody else nightmare. Mm-hmm. And all of, all of a sudden, they find the money that to was, do the things that mm-hmm. they really need to do. At first, well, I can't really afford that. And, you know, it's going to affect my lifestyle. And I got to take care of this first and take care of that first. And then they see the event mm-hmm. and they say, wow, I do not want to go through that. And like I said, they find the money. It's very true. Yeah, because yeah, if you really look at your expenses and if you're really tracking your expenses, I, a lot I, of it's wasted anyway. I would say I can't speak for everybody because there there are people that are struggling, right? And uh, so that's maybe I'm not in their in their, their maybe they can't really do that today, but maybe they can plan to see and start saving for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, priorities and just being aware of it. Uh, but but for most people, for I would say 
98% of the population, this is a conversation and something they should seriously look at now. Yes. Because, I'm just sorry, man, things happened, you know? Yes. Well, I tell you what, Gary, um, we're running out of time. I mean, this is a conversation that we can have all afternoon yep. and never get tired because we can go up stories after stories, events after events. Um, what I want to do, though, is if, if you're listening to this conversation and you're interested in getting some more information, just, just go to Tyrone French or go, go to CoachTyroneFrench.com. You know, if that's too much to type in, just go to TyroneFrench.coach. Um, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is Coach at TyroneFrench.com. If you want to just leave me a voicemail, just call 877-296-5192. It's a toll-free number. We'd be glad to give you the information, the assistance that you need, uh, the direction. Because everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. And death is going to happen. It's going to come for for all of us. So eventually, I don't know what your religious beliefs are, but there's certain things that, again, you know, even if you believe that you're going to be raptured, there's certain things that mean the people are going to still be here after you're gone. So it's just, it's for me, it's just being responsible and being caring and understanding that you're going to leave a legacy, good, bad, or indifference, but you're going to leave a legacy. So Gary, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how could they reach out to you, buddy? They'll reach out through you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fast, fair enough. So I tell you what, um, Paul Roberts, I see you over there, and you. Uh, I got. I see you got your handkerchief and your tear. Oh a little my bit, goodness! Buddy. Fascinating discussion. My my <laughs> parents fortunately went through this advice. I'm an only child. When I they passed away, they had a house and a little bit, and and it passed quickly through and easily. Uh, but I see so yes. many don't. I wonder what percentage of people. Let's say say the baby boomers right now. We're all. I'm a baby boomer like you. 60s. What, what do you think the percentage of our generation is that has a living trust? I bet Gary, it's pretty small. Wanna, well, I don't know today, but um, when I was really in the business, it, the the number was pathetic. And it, obviously, as the person gets pathetically older, low. pathetically low. Yeah. yeah, it's shockingly low. Yes. Because uh, I'm going to guess it's 10%, 20%. I mean, I, I don't know many people that have a living trust. It's hard to guess, but I can tell you the number is based on the wheel. Yeah. It's 67%. A lot of times when you're focused on getting that will, the next step is uh, the trust. So a lot of times if you don't have a will, you definitely don't have a trust. And if you have a living trust, it should have a will, a will. inside of yes. it. So you don't need both because it's basically and two different things. And what's the difference? Yes. What, real quickly, what's the difference between one and the other? Well, with the, the will, when you have a will with no trust, what you're, you're guaranteeing that you're going to go through probate. Right. Because now a court has to adjudicate based on or divide those assets. Right. What the trust does, which also has a will, they call it a pour over will. Anything that you haven't put into your trust, the will pours it over into the trust. But the main thing about the trust is that it's private. It bypasses probate. Right. And, and there's living benefits in the trust as well. Exactly. Okay. You can, you can name a conservatorship, a guardian, yes. a minor, uh, power of attorneys for health, yes. uh, attorney. So it, it's not just a document uh, for when you pass, it's a document for if anything happens. Absolutely. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Yeah. And with some, the other question I had is, we've had somebody in, talk about this before in another show. How many of us get remarried and divorced? What is it, 50%? I mean, it's a pretty high number. So, it is. And people live long, so maybe they have two or three 
families because somebody died and then they get remarried and other sorts of things. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother kettle of fish. That's a whole nother mess. That's that a now, whole, now a whole nother category, topic as far as discussion. Yeah. Like I said, we can talk about this all day long. But I tell you what, Paul, we're in the midst of a celebrity, Gary Fitzgerald. He's got to go. He's got to go. Hold him. He's, He's got other go. things to do. <laughs> so, again, we, Gary, we'd love to have you back and finish this conversation. If there's something that you're interested in. Sure. And I tell you what, we're going to get a lot of responses. Uh, people are going to send me emails. We're going to call the voicemail. And, uh, again, uh, if you want to, I'll forward your information to Gary Fitzgerald. Um, but again, buddy, thank you for coming in. I enjoyed the conversation and hopefully we can do it again soon. Great. Great seeing you. That's our show for this week. Closing the wealth gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.